See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at once? It's internationally known. Aliens listen to it. It's the best. <laughs> if there's something you're looking for in the 814, we're feeling a little bored and think there ain't no more. Check out everything at once and allow it to be your source. It's that raw podcast that's always showing support. Highlighting the scene. No need to take I-90 to people. 79 to see how it be. Interviewing your locals with mindsets that are global. Innovators and creators on every single upload. So much going on in the EPA. Everything at once will keep you up today. Amazing guests. What you doing? Come through and hang with Tony and Dave. Community driven. Bringing everything at once from around the way. Everything at once from around the way. Hey. Please listen. We love you. <laughs> everything at once. Everything at once. It's time to, int- to introduce this show. The best show on the face of the planet. Welcome, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Brian G., Josh W., Ian D., Nick G., and Sadie M. Patreon, it's an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer-level supporter. If being on the production team is too much pressure for you, you can also send any contributions using our Venmo at... Everything at Once Studios. We now want to thank all the local businesses who supported this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. With winter approaching, are there any last-minute details that you want to change or renovate around your home? Uh, I might, uh, but you know who to call. Yeah! Ghostbusters! No, no, Tony. No, not Ghostbusters. Solid State Construction. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Solid State. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Solid State takes pride in all their home remodeling projects. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovation, window and door installation, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, sidewalk, decks. Decks. Get your free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid, solid product, product, solid state construction. You know, Tony, with all these renovations from solid state, I think we might have kicked up some bad energy around here. Yeah, oh, I, oh yeah. Luckily, we know just the people to go see. I, I know it this time. It's Ghostbusters. No, Tony. Our friends at Cauldron and Thorn. Wow. I feel really dumb right now, and I can't believe I didn't think of Cauldron and Thorn, uh, the world's largest witchcraft and metaphysical shop, with everything a person needs to channel the spirit world, practice some self-care, find enlightenment, curse your enemies, protect yourself from your enemies, bless your friends, cleanse your space from negative energies. You can check out all the magical wares available at these for these different practices, we all love and enjoy at Cauldron and Thorn, 2724 West 8th Street, or online at cauldronandthorn.com. This week, we have an incredible guest for you. Welcome, everybody, to another incredible episode. Today, we got Bobby, owner of Basement Transmissions, down here in the studio with us to hang out, talk about his music that he's making on a solo project, talk a little bit about Basement Transmissions and eerie music scene, all that stuff. Welcome to the studio. Dude, super, super excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. What a great little spot. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Um, so how long... I'm trying to think back how long i've been going to bt now because before bt it was always forward hall for everything in the hangout and then bt came along and then forward hall came back a little bit and now bt is like one of the only shows in town it's bt in the road yeah right yeah you know i feel honored that i am one of the only but i'm sad to see some of those other spots not around anymore just for sure yeah i mean that's just as much a part of me as everyone else around here i love those spots yeah so many memories at those places oh yeah Especially Forward Hall, those were like my younger years, you know what I oh mean? When God, I was just yeah. getting started in the scene, going to crazy metal shows that were coming around, it was excellent. Yeah. And uh, and now BT is kind of, I feel like you're one of the places that gets like bigger acts still. We try. 
you know, it ebbs and flows, to be honest with you, you know. Dude, it, it really does, and yeah. it, it's interesting to see how much it changes from, like, it seems like three-year periods. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we'll have three years of tons of people coming into town to BT, and we'll have periods where there's not so many people. And uh, what do you think is going on there as far as, like, why that's happening? Adjust this a little bit for you. I think that it's just a natural ebb and flow of, of, any, of any scenes. Like, you have good leaders come into play and then you know they they set up things that work really well for a scene for a little while and then you know maybe they move away or maybe they get someone pregnant or get pregnant or right, yeah. you know maybe they get a drug habit or you know you never know what kind of card is going to get pulled and then things change around or you know yeah. you, I mean you got to find new people to fill those spots and nothing is permanent you know what I mean everybody's changing all the time and what can happen one year may not be guaranteed to happen the next year. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was going to say, it's just got to be like a challenge in, a, in and of itself to keep a place as like a hip spot over time too, you know? Yeah, it is challenging. It can be really challenging because, you know, I mean, like you said, you just don't know what's around the corner. Plus you got your own life things going on, like... For me, I'm, I'm pushing 50 years old. I got an aging father, and so, you know, things mm-hmm. come up with my dad now that he's getting a lot older. Sometimes that comes in and mucks with my ability to spend more time at the venue. Plus, I got a day job and all of those kind of things, too, and, right. you know, and, and a couple kids and all of those kind of things. And if anything happens to one of them or something, it, it, it can cause for less attention for me to be able to give to the venue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's been – I feel like – at this point, it's got some staying power. When things have been around as long as BT or some of these other places, it seems like they're, the momentum is almost harder to stop than it is to keep going. You would think that. I've had moments where I'm like, all right, I got to... Time to close I, up shop. I got to make some fucking moves right now. Yeah. Keep things moving forward because things are looking bad at the moment. You know what I mean? I've had that happen, jeez, I could say, a handful of times throughout, yeah. throughout the course of it where I'm like... Oh my God! Something's got to change right up. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I feel definitely, that too. Yeah. I mean, we've only been around for a year, but there's definitely been like times where it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? It, it's it's gonna it's just gotta, you know, one thing's got to happen or another. You know, and uh, there has to be bad times in order for there to be good times. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we've been lucky too in having stuff going planned far enough into the future that like to stop it would almost be more work to like call these people and be like oh sorry we're not doing it anymore we'd have sponsors all these people that we'd have to to do deal with or let down you know and it, that makes it more difficult to give up and plus we're as a as a working team pretty consistent like we show up we do what we got to do it's not like pulling teeth trying to like remotely know. exciting to generate topics yeah 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 exactly and I think support is a key key thing there, and, and like with 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 the scene in general, and just you know like my business is very much like a scene based business. It's like sure. uh, community is a critical element, and you kind of like you're building a team around you of people. You you may not look at it that way because you're just looking at them as friends and coolies. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. But like those people, when you have your low moments, a lot of times those are the people that are picking up and helping pick pick up the slack when you do need to have a little extra slack and then time comes for you to pull your pull your weight and be the leader again and show people why you're the leader you got to do that too it's this it's balance you know what i mean mm-hmm. right it's definitely like uh spinning plates mm-hmm. and keeping everything moving all every, everything at yeah, once right <laughs> we keep adding that in here all the time i think we say it more and more each episode well you know anytime that it comes up that we can use that line we're gonna take advantage of it. <laughs> you got, got to. you got that name recognition yeah you got to man that's building your brand right and i think that i i never been like downstairs of basement transmissions to never? like Oh, well, just, no, okay. till like recently, you okay. know what I mean? Some friends of mine were playing and they're like, yeah, come down, help us set up, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a lot going on that is happening like beyond just like the shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's scenes within the scene. You right. know what I mean? It's like little rings of things happening all over the place within that building, downstairs and upstairs. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're filling up a lot of spaces down there, giving these people 
um, you know, like a good place to practice that may not have one at yeah. their, you know, at home or at, that's readily available. We always have a long list of people that are trying to get in there too. It's surprising how many how many people are looking for studio space, and you know, we only have we have twenty three spaces down there, which seems like holy quite a, shit, that's a quite lot. a few, right? Yeah, but I mean, we're never empty ever, and when we are, it's only to like fix a wall or something when somebody moves out and mm-hmm. so we'll get like maybe a month layover on a room or something but all in all we have we have a waiting list of about 10 bands dang that are always interested in renting so yeah that's awesome it and is, yeah. it it's it's cool to have like that space available too because that i feel like any good business has to have more than one stream of revenue to stay active and stay like afloat you know mm-hmm. what i mean you can't like just be a music venue or just have shows or just have like one thing going on because uh one thing it one thing imbalances it you know what i mean when it you goes put all back your... to support man it's like you you're supporting other people for me at my business supporting other people starting up their businesses it's like generates support for me in the long run also and and it gives me the chance to like check out cool new stuff you know yeah for sure it's right there at your fingertips Mm -hmm. and probably gives you a good talent pool to draw from whenever you have a show and you need to set a lineup do you do a lot of the booking or does that usually get handed off up up until about two years ago i was doing like almost all of this booking it was like actually maybe a little even closer to like three years four years ago now that i was doing all the booking for the most part except for like I don't know, you know, we had Alex Rillo around and a few other mm-hmm. promoters that would come in and do small things, JC, Nichols, and right. some of the hardcore dudes would do their own things here and there, but all in all, it was me doing all of that stuff. and uh, That's a ton of work. That's like my least favorite part of of this is like a, all the scheduling and shit. Yeah. And well, you know, like, that's what got me into it is like a strong love for it. Yeah. And then, but I mean, even before Basement Transmissions opened, I was doing promoting in that line of work mm-hmm. and it was just on a much smaller scale right and when you got the smaller scale it's a lot easier to have that super strong passion and that super driving force because it's not your like basically day job right yeah you know like over and over and over and a couple of years ago i was getting to that point basically just before the pandemic mm-hmm. i was like fuck man i'm worn out dude like mm-hmm. this is like man i've heard so many promoters say that you right know, over the years but i never thought i would be the one saying that uh, but luckily for me, I have I own the venue at this point, so mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to kind of like back down a little bit and just kind of like let some other people that wanted to do shows kind of step in, and I still keep keep my major events, things like Toxic Prom, right, and things like that. I can keep doing the ones that I really still have the passion for, mm-hmm. and still have the passion for it. So right. I'm at the point where I'm trying to do like maybe four shows a year. Yeah, I say about three months is perfect timing for me as a promoter to like make money on a show as opposed to like throw something together in a month you know, and yeah you're spam work as hard as fast week. as you can you're totally stressed out over it right. and you know there's no time to figure it out and if any details fail and some other thing happens and oh, nobody man. comes and it's like all that work for nothing mm-hmm. and so yeah you know so i'm in a good spot only four shows a year that leaves a lot of room for other people to do stuff too oh yeah and i push other people too you know what i mean like uh, the Mark of Fatality kids, I'm pushing them to do hardcore stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, like do not call kids and not real fake door dudes, and, right. you know, pushing pop punk and, you know, always trying to explain how important the older bands like Mallory Run are to the younger bands coming up and, you know, trying to explain why things matter and right. so that when they get there, it matters for them as well. And it's, you know, and better for everyone right it, it really does work a lot better when people come together on these types of things you know what i mean especially as far as like promotion goes that was like one of the things that we are very fortunate with and very blessed with on this podcast is that we're based around audience sharing you know what i mean we bring mm-hmm. people like you we bring other people who have followings and stuff we promote it they promote it we cross pollinate each other a little bit yeah you know that'd what be I mean? really cool to just like get insight from people that are doing stuff it's got to be motivating it, it's absolutely huge that's probably one of the biggest gifts we've gotten from this whole thing um so, because yeah. like the mo- monetarily like we haven't made a, very much money and we know. spend it all on a big palooza that we threw so it's not like we're doing this for the money it's really just for the insight and for the uh you know to spread that awareness and that like build that sense of community hopefully around well, here basement transmissions is exactly the same if you think i'm taking a paycheck right yeah exactly you're dude. totally wrong every single cent goes back into the building right 
like before before the show started, we were talking a little bit. I was talking about, I mean, I'm not going to talk about numbers or anything, but you know, I, when I got the building, I got it for a pretty good deal. But mm -hmm. when you get a good deal, there's a lot of work to be done. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? For I'm sure. Ten years into it, and we're just getting to the roof right now. The roof, new roof's getting put on, but we've had everything from plumbing problems and everything. It's like. You just got to keep building, keep right. going forward, you know? You got a lot new, you got new equipment too. You tore out like a bunch of chairs and built a bar and like all of these things. It's like a completely different space from what I remember. The only thing that I really remember from that's always been there is the like middle pathway of tile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like the yeah, only right. part that's really recognizable anymore. Everything else has changed. The walls, the chairs, the bar, the, the music booth, the stage, the lights, everything's all different now. And uh, it's made a really big impact to give people that good space, I think, to, to perform on. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people to thank, you know, outside of just myself for, like, the input. I mean, it's, sure. all, it's all community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's coming in, and uh, leave, it's a space that, like, people can leave their mark on. You know what I mean? And feel a part of something larger than themselves, which I think is something that people really desperately crave. And it's very hard to find a lot of times. I, I think that's a huge part of uh like the real salt of the earth like almost to a point underground like it's not underground but like a local music venue as compared to like you know going to see shows at like a civic center or arena or a stadium or something like Absolutely, that like it, it feels yeah. like it's yours you know like as i still try to give it as much of an underground feel as we can i love that you can go to the show in the back room and it's got a totally different vibe different vibe than the than the main room Mm -hmm. And it's like, even the main room, though, still has what I feel like has, like, a local vibe to it. Right. As opposed to going to someplace like Stage AE where it fails, feels, fails. <laughs> <laughs> to, me, to me, it fails. I, I really don't like like uh, that really, like... Big, giant fucking area with two, 3,000 people all crammed into it. And, and just the, even the more so, like, the um, like the look of the place has this, like, really, like... It looks like it's well polished, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whereas ours, it look, feels like it was spit polished by a bunch of people that uh, care about it, care about it. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can, you can still smell their shitty yeah. saliva on the, <laughs> right, exactly. on the surface and that's kind of gives it a charm. No, for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's definitely got that personal appeal to people that like a stage AE or a Roxy in theater any of these other new places that are around in Pittsburgh or Buffalo or whatever. I feel like Buffalo kind of still has it though with like town ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mr. Smalls too. I mean, I'm right, like, yeah. I go to that venue and every single time I'm like, Holy good God, this place is like, is awesome. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's big enough to have those bigger bands and pack a bunch of people in it, but it's still got that personal personality. You know what I mean? You know, speaking of, Mr. Smalls and, you know, I had mentioned that just before the pandemic, a serious, like a serious low point. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that led to that was I almost, I almost purchased the temple building down here, downtown. Oh, dude, I with my eye on that too. Me and like so many people were, I had the papers, I had the papers and everything. Oh. It was like, there was a sign date and everything. And it was basically, I had gone through all the, all the work to get through this building and do all the financing, which like anyone who's tried to do buy anything, yeah, knows, it's, pain. it's very complicated and, and it's a very long process. And anyways, I had basically this ultimate price going on it also. And it was mm -hmm. like just before the sign date, they, somebody approached with a cash Offer. purchase Fuck. and pulled it right out from under me. And that kind of felt like a, it felt, it felt like a good kick to the, to the, yeah. Yeah. No, I, like you were definitely more realistically going to buy that, but I, me and a bunch of friends were like, dude, we could all pull our money together. We have oh a huge God. space, fill it up with different people that need rooms and have shows and do, you know, whatever the fuck we want with this giant building. It was just so big. Yeah. It was like 13,000 I mean, square feet or something. I don't even know if I could have pulled it off, you know right. what I mean? But like just the look of that, like that room, the, the main theater pulpit yeah, chapel or whatever, whatever the fuck call it's it. called oh, yeah that's so amazing I, yeah yeah going up on the back and going up into the uh you know the the area up above from a, from the back looking down with a choir chamber or whatever up mm -hmm. there and i had a 
it's just so sick, like the architecture. And that's uh, something that's definitely gotten popular within like the last decade, decade and a half. Like you go to big city, most of the time it's like bars, you know, but like almost every big city I've been in, like they take like churches or like old, like, you know, uh, religious uh, buildings and just keep the structure architecture pretty much the same, but then add their thing to it. And it's, it's something that just a lot of people have been getting into over the last handful goes of years. to show that religion is also kind of like in a state where there's, there's real estate for sale mm-hmm. you know what i mean like religion's in a weird state and i you know compared to where when i was a young child yeah it's we're the- like we're in a different spot like you know people are a lot more new agey now mm-hmm. and people are spiritual but they don't need a church to worship anymore more so than in the past i can't speak for everybody but just you know from from what i can see mm-hmm. in my experience it's just, it just seems like maybe it's slowing down a little bit and i think that people are finding their spirituality in different ways you know it's interesting to to think that like hey uh you know this was a place of god a place of worship or whatever and now they're getting turned into these music venues which are their own kind of different worship community spirituality experience you know totally i know like as a creative as a creative myself it's like that's where my my connection Mm -hmm. a lot of times with spirituality comes is through the meditative process of creating right whether it be music or whether it be you know visual art yeah painting um I think that, like, listening to music and, like, singing along with your favorite song definitely has, like, its own big spiritual high, you know what I mean? Just being connected with that many people who are all, like, doing the same thing. Nobody's, or maybe not, nobody's not paying attention, but, like, most people are all paying attention or active or present in that moment and, like, feeling that sense of together. It's really incredible. Definitely agree, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And I was just going to say, you know, something along similar lines. Like, I hear more people talk about having these kind of visceral experiences, listening to music more than pretty much anything else. Right. You know, not, not even, definitely on the creative side. Like, we're both creators, too. Like, we get that feeling. But, like, just like Tony was saying, like, music is just like that ultimate pathway to something higher than ourselves. Most of the time for quite a bit of people. Yeah, I think so. That's why at these fucking soulless dead day jobs, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of music going in the background. Just enough. <laughs> to keep it alive. Just enough to keep you from going insane. You know what I mean? No, for sure, dude. And I don't know what I would do if I wasn't allowed to listen to music or like put my headphones in at work. I'd probably uh, quit my job. I'd find a different job as if I wasn't yeah. allowed to do that. You know Definitely. what I mean? Yeah. You got to find some way to find to, to get that little bit of enjoyment or pleasure in in the small things you know Mm -hmm. and uh taking advantage of like something that's easy that's like slightly distracting but not distracting enough is uh is really valuable which is kind of like why i like podcasts you know what i mean because it's like a it's like a background you know you don't have to like i don't have to Uh, get my 100 percent invested attention to listen to some people talk i can just enjoy the conversation take care of whatever it is that i actually should be doing you know whether it's washing the dishes or typing something at work or whatever the situation may be it makes you feel like you're doing more than one thing at it at, it's like yes you're working but mm-hmm. you're also learning exactly it's like you know it's like learning is just if you can do that at the same time you're doing something else well it feels like remotely like you're being productive even if you're not you know? exactly it just yeah. makes you feel better and it makes you feel like you're using your time more valuably we're definitely in an age that definitely uh puts a premium on multitasking so like it just lends to it you know if you're doing multiple things at once and you know listening to something informative you're like you get yeah. the gold star for the day you know <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. i i did my i did my job learning and uh furthering myself or benefiting myself or whatever it is that people are looking for mm-hmm. um so you just came out with a new album recently huh i did yeah it's called uh blunt cuts the destroyer it's uh yeah, I think it's some of my best songwriting ever by far, Like especially on the lyrical end. I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable with uh, just getting my feelings out mm-hmm. in, in uh, that aspect of it. I've always been very comfortable with like uh, writing beats and stuff and been involved with electronic music since my my teens, you know. Yeah. Which, that, that must have changed a lot. It's changed a lot. My first band around town here that was like a really big band that got any notoriety was called Pegasus Unicorn. Mm-hmm. And Pegasus Unicorn was really the first band that was like, 
had an, an electronic element around town here. Sure. And, um, you know, it felt really good to be like ahead of the curve on that and felt like we were like, you know, like treading new water. Right. You know? Trend setting. Mm -hmm. But even still now, as I get further into like pedals and different, uh, different equipment and, and new machines and, and mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff with writing, I, I still find that it's like cutting edge, you know. For sure. And the technology is just changing at such a rapid pace with that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's so crazy. awesome, dude. It's yeah. so awesome. You were telling me about your setup and how you record everything like basically onto a mixer and don't really use a, a, a dot at all to record your stuff. Mm, yeah, no, not at all. I, I, I typically I have, you know, I have like a drum machine or a groove box to write my drums. And I take a lot of samples is like, I love sampling. It's like my number one love. It's mm -hmm. something I've been deeply involved with since I was young. So I really understand it well and know how to manipulate samples into loops and, you know, yeah, and it's, beats and stuff. So it's, it's my, it's my, it's my art. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very cool too, to see like a more analog approach. Cause nine times out of 10, when you see somebody that's making like electronic music or beats, they're like, doing it all like solely based around a computer. Yeah, definitely. I like it a lot because it allows, although I can write alone, mm -hmm. it allows me the ability to like jam. Sure. In a, in a way that's like kind of not the same with a computer. Right. It's, it's, it's still, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate as far as like electronic music goes is when it's actually performed by a band and not like uh, mixed on a on a turntable or whatever or like created by an ai bot. yeah yeah any of that stuff because i want to see people actually creating the music you know what i mean that's such a huge part of it for me personally huge rather part, than yeah. somebody like playing the music you know yeah. yeah for me it's the human element it adds a human element to the mechanical element of sure. electronic music you know what i mean and even now, though, the further we get into it, the more progressive we get with it, it's like bringing up the AI thing and stuff. You can get to the point where, like, realistically, you don't have to have any talent at all to yeah. be a creator. You know what I mean? Which Especially I, with some of the, uh, like, art or, like, the drawing ones and stuff like that. Like Dolly yeah. and stuff like Like, is it's ridiculous how easy it is to just type in a prompt of something similar that you want or, like, inspired by so-and-so and... -so and poof you got a four five six instant even three-dimensionally like yeah. i i have a master's degree in jewelry and metal smithing which is a you know it's a, it's a fine arts degree or whatever cool. but the further we get into the visual arts and stuff now we have 3d printers mm -hmm. and it's like you know all you do is download a plug-in yeah you know at a certain point i think we're just going to get to the point where we realize that it's it's human expression is the most important part. We'll mm -hmm. get to this part where the robots can do all of it, mm -hmm. you know, or AI can do all of it without us. And that's cool because that'll push us further as a civilization. But for us, for homies in a circle looking at each other, right. that human element is what keeps us connected. And, you know, the AI, that's awesome and everything, but it's got to stay outside of the human circle of what's important to us as, as, yeah. as, a, as species. I think, I think the way that art... And music and writing will go, I might be wrong, but the way I see it in the near future as AI gets things more perfected, I, I really truly believe that humans, people, are going to lean more towards stuff that have imperfections in them. Mm -hmm. Like when things are too polished and nice, like when it gets yeah, to the point yeah. when everything's so like static like that, there's always like the tendency to go against the grain, you know? So right. I think imperfections will will be the next, uh, you know, trend. That's one thing decade. that I've added. Uh, I started playing trumpet oh, cool. during the pandemic. And, um, you know, I'm three years into it now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm a lot better than I was when I started. But right from the start, I've been trying to, like, use it in recordings right, to give myself motivation to keep moving forward or whatever. But, like, to me, being that I started with electronic music and most people start with a guitar or something like that, but my disability has forced me into a different pathway mm -hmm. than other people. Um, so, like, I started with electronic music, and now I'm trying to, like, add that human element. And so this trumpet has been adding a lot of that for me, and it gives me, like, a more of a, like, a grounded connection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I use it more as, like, a spice for the top of whatever I've been writing because I'm just, I'm not, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be, you know... 
a famous trumpet player, yes. a jazz trumpet player. Or at player least for... not, not in the sense where I'm going to be playing the Tijuana Brass or, <laughs> or a Balbert or anything. You're like, you know. Right. And I really appreciate your perspective of, of AI, like pushing people forward and creating more art. Uh, because like, it reminds me of like, uh, I don't know where I read this sometime in some college class I was taking about how the camera like was supposed to kill painting because no, or were we going to have imperfections or anything? We were just going to capture an exact copy. Right. But what spawned out of it was like impressionism and expressionism and all the other really interesting paintings that we see out today. And people still do like photorealistic paintings and stuff like that too. It didn't kill they, anything. We it love just... that challenge as, as humans, you know what I mean? It's like, and it goes, it goes back to that, being able to eye each other in the center of the circle and say, okay, these are our masters in society, the ones who have mastered their crafts and their skills, and they're important to us because they've taken to the limits of what we can do with our hands. Mm -hmm. It's like we can always use this AI as a tool to push ourselves further as a society. Right. But it's important that we always push ourselves to be the best us we can be, like, at our core. Right, and I think, like, a huge part of that inspiration that you get from the arts isn't so much like, oh, my God, this is a beautiful thing in front of me. It's, oh, my God, another person made this. You know, like, this is something that maybe I could do or, you know, somebody had the same feelings I had. You don't really get that from computers. You don't get that. I mean, I don't. At least not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not not yet. Hope, soon. Hopefully no, one day know. they do do that and we can see what their, what, what it is that interests computers from their soul and their their core and, and, and they can find that for themselves mm -hmm. and we can admire it, you know, like in a gallery the way we would. Right. You know, whatever. Like, this is our special AI that our art bot or whatever. Yeah. 5, maybe 000. that AI will be trying to impress other AI and not even give a crap about us you know yeah. What I mean? yeah you guys your optimism is wonderful i don't share it i've seen terminator way too many times <laughs> to yeah. feel optimistic about right. how when ai feels good about itself you know <laughs> uh, and doubts are definitely there they're in the shadows for sure <laughs> yeah and i think that it's also interesting that like back in the day when you thought of like ai and robots and computers taking our jobs it wasn't the arts that we were concerned about them taking you know what I mean? You, you imagine like, oh, he's going to build cars or, oh, he's going to Yeah, like a do... year ago. Yeah. And now they're yeah, like writing. Now that the AI is like doing its thing and showing people that it can create art. People are like, oh, my God. Oh. This was a complete left-hand turn from what we thought was going to happen. We thought they were just going to take the truckers and the manufacturers and the, you know, the yeah. those types of things. But no. No, they're they're making art and drawing and creating music and doing writing stories and all that crazy stuff you know sex spots they got it all what's next right yeah robot dogs I, I mean they had the robot dogs for a long time but maybe now they'll actually make a good one they, yeah. robot dogs with guns dude those are already out i think <laughs> those ones are, are hanging out they're pretty good at that that's so weird too that they're like i guess it's not that weird but it it it's different to me that they would the first thing that they would do once they create these robots is like slap a gun on it you know what i mean like oh this is this is perfect for killing people and halfway across the country that we'll never have to see and our our people will stay safe which is great and good but like damn we don't have like one person like one creative person that was like an engineer that thought of something other than like using his shit as like a weapon of destruction. We probably do. It's just that that guy that thought of the gun killed all the other people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we've we've been through this before. It's called it's called RoboCop. Yeah. You know, yeah. the movies have all been made in the eighties. <laughs> definitely, yeah. they already predicted this. The ideas, at least. Exactly. So Christmas is coming up. You got Christmas songs. Oh yeah, I got, I've been Christmasing out all year. It's been. A <laughs> It's been a big thing for me because last year I had made a, I made a song called uh, No Sleep Till Christmas, and I made a stop motion animation for it, and uh, I had so much fun. It was like, it was basically like the stop motion animation aspect of it was like Santa chasing around Playboy bunnies that I had cut cut out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like Santa trying to get some nookie in the. <laughs> so and it was just fun. So it's, the, Christmas has like a classic spoof motif too. Like I remember like. 
listening to Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, mm-hmm. like, way back as a child and being like, this is the best thing on fucking planet Earth. Definitely, yeah. Like, best that. song. Fuck Christmas song. This is the best song. Yeah, I love that song. What about the Jingle Bells with the uh, the, the Batman aspect, you know? The Jingle yeah, Bells. For sure. Batman I got a smells. nine-year-old. Yeah. I've been hearing it, hearing it all week. You know <laughs> I mean? Actually, like, she, my, my nine-year-old's been playing baritone. Mm-hmm. She just started playing baritone, and uh, so Jingle Bells is on our... She's got a oh, nice. It's awesome. Yeah, very nice. Cool. Well, I, you gave us a couple copies of these songs. Uh, you guys want to check them out real quick? At least one of them? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, damn. that sounds great. All right. Let me pull this up here. Oh. We oh. got to do this. And then do this. It was the winter of 2023. And online shopping had long since put Santa and his workshop out of business. People were forgetting the true nature of Christmas. So Blunt Guts put his sampler and his sequencer down, and he headed to the North Pole. Man, I'm freezing out here. I sure wish I could find Santa. Christmas just isn't the same without him. Excuse me, mister. Who the? But who is this Santa you speak of? My goodness, an elf in the North Pole? Who doesn't know who Santa is? Nice to meet you, little guy. They call me Blunt Guts. Where did you come from? Oh, he is. Or should I say he was? Well, I'm hoping he will be again. The thing is. Santa's really important because he used to make all the toys for all the boys and girls at Christmas time. Until the internet came along. Well, I suppose I can, but it's a sad one. It goes a little something like this.
Hell yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. So what can, where did the obsession with the Christmas songs come from? Uh, I think the obsession came from my, like, you know, my, you know, being poor and mostly hating and feeling terrible and miserable like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, I'm like finally getting to the point where if I, if I don't like, if I don't embrace it, then I'm just miserable the whole time. You know yeah. what I mean? I find it's not all that fun unless I like, <laughs> unless I get involved. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember those feelings too, like avoiding holidays back in the day like oh i have to work somebody has to work thanksgiving like i want that shift or in a capitalist country it's like if you don't have the means to give the way that people have given to you it mm-hmm. can it can feel like you're not valuable yeah for sure you know less than plus seeing like everybody else get like all the all the fun stuff and it it can be really a difficult time of year for a lot of people most definitely yeah especially when it's like grant it's like oh you're then you feel even worse too because it's like you're supposed to be happy on christmas but like i'm still miserable and fucked up about this situation oh man i've, I've hated so many christmas so that's really been the main reason where i'm like you know fuck that i am santa claus man you know what i mean i'm like in, in my deepest core, that's who I am. I'm the guy that gives the presents to the kids now. At this point, I got kids, and yeah, it's my job to be to be happy and to make them happy the way I was happy, you know? Right, and not pass on that same generational shitty Christmas feelings, you know what I mean? If- Definitely. Yeah, it also gives me a reason to hang out with friends. Yeah. Like, I, not all the songs have guests, musicians on them, but every opportunity they have had to, like throw a guest musician on some of the I guess I should mention that I'm going to be trying to put out some of these songs there's I was saying earlier I got about eight structures done I still got about a month left to go but I got about <laughs> four or five of them done in demo form and I got a few more that are just just need a little bit or need a friend to stop over and finish up a part or like right yeah I was aiming for 12 days of Christmas but Eight's pretty good. Yeah, if we end up with even five solid tracks, I'll be I'll be very content with that. I mean, right. That's a lot of songs, really. I think that's one of the fun things too about making music is that uh, it's very much a a team sport, so to speak, in a lot of cases. You know what I mean? Potentially, yeah. I mean, you can do it all by yourself, but it's it's definitely fun to get friends involved and to mix everybody's creation into one giant pot and see what comes out. You know? I love that. Yeah. It's also a really great way to like get to know somebody. Oh yeah. Like have them over and write a song with them. You you know, it's like, man, that's a really great great way to spend time with a new friend or Right. What we wrote one song and recorded it here in house <laughs> and made a uh, a music video for it and it was one of the funnest projects we've done for this like everything at once studios and stuff like that. It was a good time just writing the lyrics we made like a parody of what's my wage again except we called it or what's, what's my, my age, age again, again. <laughs> and it it was what's my wage again and it's just about being poor and broke and it was it was such a good time to write those songs it's fun it's a funny song and like it let us all just kind of make jokes and laugh at ourselves you know and then we got to make a music video that was equally as fun to go out and do and spend a saturday just with people acting and and just enjoying ourselves what do you guys play i don't play any instruments <laughs> We wrote the song. We, I recorded it. He recorded it. We had uh, Matt Craze and uh, who else played? Matt Craze played guitar, lead guitar and sang. I did a little bit of backup vocals. My buddy Brian or I did uh, bass for us. And our, another friend, Eddie, made the drum track for us. So you basically just called up all your homies that yeah. did stuff. And you're like, we need you. Hey, I'm like, look, I have all the gear and the know-how of how to do this. Or at least... Not at first, but YouTube's such an incredible resource that I learned how to how to record everything. You know what I mean? Actually, our buddy Brian Glosky came out and showed us a, a bunch of stuff too. He's a fucking awesome, great uh, engineer, and he basically gave, showed me the ropes a little bit, and then uh, we did all the rest. He came and helped us shoot the video too. It was fun. Um, Videos are super fun too. You know, it's like I wish that I. You know, it's like with making art, mm-hmm. like I get, you only get so much time to make it. And for me, it's like, it's all about striking while, while the iron's hot. You gotta, oh yeah. You if you lose momentum. Down. Yeah. So like if I'm in the mood and I, ha- and I feel like making a video and I nail it at that moment, boy, I sure enjoy playing with visual 
yeah aspects of like tying music to a visual it's so much fun right and like i never saw this whole thing like starting because at first the original plan was just to have a podcast just a podcast you know what i mean and now i'm doing photography i'm doing videography for him doing photos for different bands and different people and all these uh events and concerts and whatnot and it just really graduated that's the kind of person i am though i'm like i get fucking obsessed with shit you know what i mean all the all the different aspects of like making a podcast the audio recording the visual recording all that stuff have just like ramped up over time you know and got to be bigger and better and all these things and uh i never really saw it coming i didn't see like me getting like a big professional mixer like that's i'm hopefully getting soon and like a really expensive camera and lenses and all this shit it was just like oh i I can spend five hundred dollars on some microphones and a cheap fucking portable mixer interface you know this is no big deal and Such a better spend than spending it on like some gambling at a poker table, food pr- pr- <laughs> thing. You know, but you know, buying expensive foods or wasting it on booze. I mean, well, I love expensive foods, but I agree I with you on the booze. Too, yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> right. You, know, yeah. you don't want to spend all your money on that no. kind of stuff. You no, you need balance. other outlets. Yeah, you got to have that balance, and I think that having a good creative outlet, like it, it fuels every other part of your life. It, it can make all the other parts worth it. You know what I mean? It's like whenever I have times where I can't be creative like specifically right now i've been in a window of time where for about the last like two and a half three months i've been like (laughs) so busy that i've Mm -hmm. i've only had like one afternoon a week where i have even the opportunity to do something and i'm so tired from like everything that's going on you have to like put absolute maximum strength into trying to create i'm not afraid to fail though that's one thing is that i've that i've realized drives good creativity is making bad stuff mm-hmm. like you don't have to show people bad stuff right but if you stop moving forward then you're not making any stuff you right. know what i mean and so keeping moving forward even at the cost of making some things that are less than what you want is more important yeah, yeah. and the first one's always going to be bad i feel like and just accepting that and, and if it's not take it as a fucking yeah dude you did great you're a fucking yeah. g yep it's almost worse if the first one isn't bad because then you think that you're like some kind of prodigy or something and then if you make bad stuff you're like, oh what's wrong with me you know mm-hmm. uh and then the people that that criticize when they do it's like well at least i'm doing something yeah you where's know? your fucking shit a lot of where's time, your podcast asshole right. exactly a, a lot of, right. yeah, of times you true. rarely you rarely get people that criticize that do what you're doing yeah you know like if they make music or they make videos or they make art or they make podcasts whatever they've had to go through the struggles and like the creative uh, ebbs and flows too so they're not criticizing you it's the people that aren't doing anything so whatever fuck yeah. them you know <laughs> or the people that want what you have exactly right yeah yeah and it it all comes back to like having the willingness just to put yourself out there you know what i mean yeah you know on the on the uh, welfare department's walls so i'd have to go down there when i was younger mm-hmm. as a single dad and spend many an afternoon trying to secure and food right. and money and they had a, a sign on the wall that says every thousand mile journey begins with one step and it's like as stupid as it sounds and as much as i hated going there and and being st- stuck in those parameters sure like that saying has constantly been a driving force in my life and it's, it truly has I, I think of that often yeah yeah it's always that first step too and that's sometimes that's the hardest one and i think with any with any new endeavor there's going to be challenges and there's going to be haters haters steps backwards step forward step diagonally step sideways whatever and it's just like you know continuing to to persevere and to make it through those obstacles and yeah once you look back and you see all those steps being made you realize you're actually dancing you know what i mean right yeah not just step into the sides you know it feels like those motions in the in the process are just steps Mm-hmm. But when you look back at the whole picture, you, you realize that it is a big dance, kind of. Yeah, it's definitely like a choreography, you know, mm-hmm. and making the right moves at the right time. Um, there's a lot of young people that come to your venue, especially like young people getting up on stage. Like I remember the other night you were saying those guys from Big Blitz are still in high school. 
after the show, I found out they're not. They're actually in college. They're uh, they're 22 and 23 years old. Oh, okay. So they're gra- about to graduate from from college. Still young kids, though. Yeah, still very young, yeah. And you're giving a lot of these kids, I guess they're adults, young adults, uh, an opportunity to perform on, like, a bigger stage for the first time. Maybe not the first time. Maybe not them particularly, because I mean they're they're pretty big they're pretty well known they got pretty good following they're making incredible music but you put a lot of artists on on a stage for the first time I feel like yeah I don't know I don't know if so much as if I give them anything I mean I think these young people that take initiative and take those steps are earning are oh earning, yeah absolutely earning those shots I'm not giving them really anything anything yeah I mean I have the spot and I've tried to improve it to make it better for them mm-hmm. but like basement transmissions is a place for for people who are trying to better themselves, you know what I mean? And, and it's not a spot for, you know, that's just going to happen for you. You can't yeah. just think on it there and succeed or something like that. It, you got to do it. It's a spot where you have to be self-motivated. Yeah. And it it's just a, an incredible resource for this town. I want to see, like, right now, like, I feel like that branch of 11th Street has so much potential with, like, you and... Uh, the bunker and the lavery and stuff like that. It would be Did you know Lavery was in Pegasus Unicorn? Oh no way. Yeah, he was uh-huh. in my my first major band from around town. And so now you guys are neighbors. Now we're neighbors and I love that. It's super cool. We still chat all the time and trying to get Pegasus together this year for a reunion Hell show, yeah, which is awesome. All in the talks right now, which is super exciting for me. And right. We have to fly someone in to make it happen. Woo! So it's like, it's not just like, a, oh, we're doing this and doing it. We got to like plan it a little bit mm-hmm. and everything. So we're in that process right now, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. It's such yeah. A, a a good little nook of Erie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I ho- hopefully we can take over a little more of that. That's what I'm saying. Get a few saying. more people in that area there. And, and man, if we could take over that whole... 11th Street. Yeah, that would be awesome. From like where you guys are at to State Street would be that'd be sick. Be so cool. And there's like even up on 12th Street, I see like that old Metro building and shit, and I'm like, oh, that fucking building's so goddamn big and yeah, and empty. What could and, happen in that yeah, spot? Yeah, exactly, you know? right? Oh, man, definitely. And there's other places too, like the, the building like just next door to that on the opposite side by uh, what's that fucking park? Griswold Park and stuff. There's like. A number of different empty areas and if that like whole like four block area could just you know come up and be part of the resurgence of like our culture because like state street has its thing going on all up and down and rook's kind of out on an island but that area is all coming up too you know what i mean up on hippie hill and you know on a smaller scale you were saying earlier you were talking about three-year cycle mm-hmm. but i see uh uh like like a 10 to 12 year cycle also mm-hmm. on a on a on a on a larger right. front like from my time in the as a venue owner mm-hmm. it's like when i first stepped in as a venue owner there was a lot of hostility around uh, as far as like other venue owners and other but what's kind of happened and i think the pandemic had something to do with this i'm not sure how or why but it's kind of like eliminated a lot of that competition and gotten it to a point where like the venue owners that are still here mm-hmm. are all cool with each other and work with each other try to work with each other johnny sure. uh you know up at the rook or mark tannenbaum over yeah. at Packa. I, I love those guys nah, you know what i mean yeah. both awesome craig at the movie house people like that it's like steve trahoski at mm-hmm. art lore that are like doing these other things these people are like they're awesome man i yeah. love it and I, I feel like they feel that way about me too and that makes it easier to like to do it right you know, i don't want to mention venues in the past but there's some other venues that are around that were a little more like standoffish yeah more like you know like don't eat at our table yeah well, we want to shut you down so we can yeah. thrive right where it's like it actually works a lot better if you try to help each other and build a bigger thing so people can go from place to place and not be stuck at one place only mm-hmm. it, it like fuels better places right yeah it raises the whole vibes of the community i think to have a bunch of people working together versus like having some sort of allegiance or like all for one type mentality you know what i mean instead of one for all yeah definitely i agree and i think that 
like there's just so much potential around that area and like all of the the different things that are going on and people that are up and coming and want to put themselves out there well, those are the people we're going to talk to and explain to them that, like, hey, man, you want to... And with Basement Transmission, too, it's like, if I would have focused on me alone as an artist mm-hmm. and been like, oh, Bob Jensen's art is the best art. Bob Jensen. Like, you buy my stuff now, fuck that dude over there. Right. My stuff is way better. Look at the craftsmanship or, like, you know. Yeah. But it, that's that's not how you make friends, either, when you tell somebody, like, oh, you want my shit because their stuff is fucking garbage. That just makes you look like an asshole. That's how you end up a lonely artist up in, in a studio wishing you had friends around, doing, right. you know, wishing you were writing songs with your homies and doing that kind of stuff. But no, you were too yeah. pretentious and, and self-righteous to, right. like, care about what other people around you are doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's It's... The community around Erie, I think, especially talking with like all the different business owners and different people that we've had on this show, it, it just seems like it's a very vibrant community right now, and nobody's really trying to separate. Everybody wants to come together instead. I think there's there are definitely some people that are confused to think that it's like it's not like happening, but those are the people that are like they're not just they just don't go out there and enjoy it. Yeah, just get out there and enjoy it a little bit. There's a lot going on right now. Right, support each other. You know what I mean. Be be if be a, if if you have a an artistic venture, you know what I mean. Go out and see other people's art too, because like I think it's just really important to support each other. You know. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And to to be a person that goes out like we try to see like all the bands, we try to support all the people that come on this show and go to their different events and stuff that they're hosting, just because like. It, they came and they did something for us, you know what I mean? They didn't have to take an hour of their time and drive over here and do all this other stuff. For It's important you recognize that. Like, for me also, as a venue owner, it's like when people are playing my place, it's like I have to be very grateful because they are very giving of themselves to come get out there and do their thing or whatever. And it's important to recognize that from other people. And you find that once you do start recognizing that about other people, it's easier easier to mm-hmm. feel good about yourself, you know? Right, absolutely. And push your own thing. Like, I'm sure your podcast is growing exponentially sure. by getting the more people you get in there and, the, and the, you know, supporting those people brings more support to you guys. Exactly. It, it's all part of, I don't know, it's just that for so long everybody's kind of been at their own tables, I feel like, through, like, capitalism and, like, all the other things and greed and whatnot everybody's been at their own separate table and it finally seems like there's a there's a change in business ideas to realize that like we're all at the same table and there's plenty for everybody to eat and the more we work on this food the more people are going to come eat you know what yeah, i mean let's bathe in it right you know what i mean pour some of that cranberry sauce on my body let's get into <laughs> yeah, it yeah exactly dig in i'm gonna work real hard on this stuff and you know my 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 mashed potatoes are gonna complement your turkey that's right give me the turkey neck see it on your plate let's share it right yeah come on split the wishbone you eat that end i'll eat this end Mm. meet in the middle right and it will all be full and we'll all be happy and And we'll get more people to come too and they're gonna bring bring different things they're gonna have the stuffing or uh whatever it is that i feel like i'm not stuffing is definitely one of the things how about some pie dude how about some fucking pumpkin pie come on yeah yeah Yeah. tis the season let's see you know right let's bring it together this year absolutely and let's continue to bring it together because uh it's only going to get a better and more interesting place to be and get more people here and people don't want to stay here because i feel like we lose so many going that that are like oh fuck Erie, you know what i mean like i'm going you know to- what i think a lot of the problem is hmm. they don't come to my art club yeah we got an art club down at basement transmissions yeah. on wednesday nights six when- to six to eight is uh is uh, the art club, and then from eight until ten we have open mic. They kind of blur together in the middle. And it's a great place if you're a visual artist, if you're a, if you're a musician, or you just are looking looking to be creative or mm-hmm. looking to be social with other creative types of people. You know, we're we got theater is it every Wednesday. People every Wednesday. Yep, it's yeah. happening right now as right this now. podcast Woo! is being recorded. Actually, don't be shy. Go check that out. Go check it yeah. out. You know, it goes till ten o'clock. I'm not try- sure what time you're. Yeah, listening to this broadcast, but well, it, they'll listen to it whenever it won't come out till uh, like a, we have a couple back stock, so it'll it'll publish like in a week or two. But it'll be on a Monday. It'll be so Monday morning. In two days. In two days. In yeah. two days. I want you to get off your couch. <laughs> All right. You can bring your phone because you've probably got stuff on there you want to show your friends. Right. You know what I mean. Show them your Instagram. Show them all that art that you've been making, all that music you've been creating. Get down there. Maybe meet meet somebody. 
meet somebody beautiful to hang out with, you know, right. could happen at art club. Basement it's, transmissions. It's so good <laughs> to see these kinds of mixers going on too, and to 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 see the the welcomeness of the art community because like, like you're doing this. There's the Erie Arts and Culture uh, mixer that they do that we went to that one time and. I'm sure there's other different oh, classes there. there. I love them at Erie Arts and Culture. They're doing so much for the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had Anne on, and she seems like a super cool lady, the new director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's fantastic. Very and cool. all of these these different ways to you know support your art, support yourself, and that kind of goal is not one that we should be shying away from like I feel like people were encouraged to do in the past. Definitely. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you can't be an artist. You got to go work at the bank or wherever. You know what I mean? And and now there's so many opportunities for people to find ways to to build a business and make art and do something creative that we love in this. Uh, you know what else I love that's going on in Erie right now with the scene is that's changed since basically the pandemic is the way local breweries mm-hmm. have stepped in and taken such a critical role in so many of the events that are going on. Right. Like, uh, you know, I just think that's really great that we have like local people crafting beverages for those drinks and stuff now. And we have a whole bunch of them too. It seems like they popped up overnight. Yeah. Right. I love that. I think that's cool. You know, I think it would be a lot cooler if you could go to the bar and really there was only one or two choices that were yeah national and everything yeah, was just right? local bar that had you know you could grab some lavery some area ale work some some altered state right you know it's, that'd be it, sick have our own little microcosm of of erie and i think that's i feel like that's the direction our town is going into is having that like very micro economy where you know you get your 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 bread from a local baker you get your beer from the local breweries and your liquor from altered state and all of those different kinds of things to just allow our little that's where we want to be for that's sure. where we want to be because like i feel like if we support our own local businesses uh, it's just so much better for our community you know yeah and that's how people really make choices uh, is with their dollars you know what i mean and who they want to support and who they don't want to support and why do we want to give these all of our money to these fucking awful corporations like walmart and convenience they have us tricked and it's all about convenience convenience and uh accessibility and uh sometimes cheapness to to the products uh but you're right i mean younger people are definitely flocking towards the uh the local stuff uh and it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing you want to support the people around you yeah it'd be nice if we could just drive some of the costs down on the local stuff too so that it was like they yeah. could, locals could still make money and it was could be competitive more more so competitive i think right. they're doing pretty good honestly i think yeah comparatively for what they're fighting against like local beers you know paying five bucks at a show for a beer it's like yeah that's a kick to the balls yeah but like to know that you're like giving it back to erie mm-hmm. and that it's going to be spent here and probably a portion of that will end up back at basement transmissions in my pocket in right. some way or another makes it like a fair exchange Absolutely. And like you're going to pay $5 at any venue for Bud Light or whatever you're drinking. Yeah. And at least the local brews don't taste like just someone pissed in a can. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Not well, to be fair, if, if it was like uh, only one fifth of the price, I would drink the piss. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that's, that's, that's what's on the table and that's what we're drinking. That's too. what we need to get is like a really low end. Real local sh- brewer that someone just needs yeah. to make super shitty beer well no he's like next to nothing they're like you know what we got this stuff that we we spent months and years working to perfect and now we got this shit that tastes like milwaukee's best like it's <laughs> yeah. milwaukee's best we just made it ourselves we've like, done it boys <laughs> we did it quarter quarter draft night we're bringing it back it's local but this is gonna taste fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, the, the breweries and all these different businesses are so great out there. If any of you guys are listening and want to sponsor the Treehouse series, we'd love that to happen because... Or uh, even the podcast or if the you're podcast, feeling froggy. We've got to break into that market somehow. Dig deep. It is the season to support local, you guys. That's right. Well, Bobby, this has been a really fun show. 
I've enjoyed it. Thanks for coming down and hanging out with us. Totally awesome. You guys got a great spirit. I love talking to you. It was fun catching up, getting yeah. to know you boys. Yeah, def- yeah. absolutely. Go check out Bobby's uh, art night on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Art club. Yep. Art club. Art club. Art club, yep. followed by open mic. Yep. It's going to be cool. Meet some interesting, fun people. Check out my new album. Don't forget that. It's on Spotify right now, Blunt Cuts the Destroyer. That's right. Go to a show, support local, see the bands around here. Erie has such a tremendous talent pool of local artists and musicians. Give them a little bit of love. Uh, Thank you to everybody who listened, all of our sponsors, our patrons. You guys are all the best. Peace out, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, boys. Peace. Hell yeah, later. Goodbye.